Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. BN.com. Phil Mackey. Probably wants a big amount of money and he's a pain in the ass. Judd Zolgad. Is there nothing you can't make awkward, Judd? Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Write that down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, Dad. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, it's write that down time from the State Fair. Uh, Zolgad, Matthew Collar out here, James Murphy back in studio. We each have uh, three write that downs for today. Mackey also was kind enough to send me the, uh, or not so kind, to send me the accountability session. Uh, so, James, if you've got the dinger and the buzzer, we'll start with Phil. We've got uh, two for Phil from accountability, three for me and uh, a couple from the contributors as well. So if you're ready, let's start with this one. Phil said, I'm sure back in March, the Twins will win 91 games <laughs> minimum. <laughs> this has been a tough year for Phil because, oh, he, because he also said Adrian Peterson will retire from the National Football League before the 2018 season. Now, nope. you knew this guy was not going to do that. There was no podium he was going to get up to and say, I'm done playing. All right, uh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't fare much better than Phil did. I've got three from the past few months. Uh, the Vikings will trade for a guard by August 24th. I was convinced of that. I still think they should have, by the way, but whatever. Uh, my next one was, and I was so sure I was right, and I don't even know he practiced against these guys because he was hurt. Everson Griffin will get in at least one fight during the joint <laughs> Vikings-Jaguars practices. Well, did not happen. And then I went daily double. The, the <laughs> Lynx will, wait, wait, I said Waylon will retire after the season. So okay, I got that yeah, right, yeah. but I daily doubled it with, and they will win the WNBA title. Oh, you should have asked me on that one. That, uh, that wasn't yeah, going to happen this year. That was idiotic. I have me. a Lynx-related write that down. Okay, very cool. Uh, contributors, both from uh, James, who is producing today, and James has a habit of uh, swinging for the fences, or having faith in the Twins in this case, <laughs> James Murphy, you said the Twins will complete a four-game sweep of the Tigers. Three or four. You also said that Kirk Cousins will play two drives against the Jaguars and the Vikings will score on both. Wow. Okay, no. relax. And then the listeners, the listeners, Logan, Logan weighing in with a wrestling uh, prediction, said Hulk Hogan will, will main event SummerSlam this year. I think the word win is missing. And he did not. So, very quickly, batting averages. Phil is now batting 245 with a slugging percentage. Yes, we have slugging percentages in I this know, game. I know you do. A 408. 
I'm batting a very solid Maurer circa 2018, 271. So I'm pulling my weight, and I'm slugging 506. Uh, the listeners are at 209 with a slugging percentage of 442. And the contributors, like Matthew Collar and James Murphy, 214 with a slugging percentage of 611. So now let's start. We'll go, we'll go Collar, James Murphy, and then me for your write-that-downs for this Friday. Okay, I'm going to start with the Minnesota Lynx for my first write-that-down. Do I get three? Yes, you get three. Wow. Um, it's, a lot, it's a lot of write-that-down. A lot I, of space to be wrong. Matthew. I say that the Minnesota Lynx... Oh, the cookie man's on his way. Oh. Yo. Oh, the cookie man. Yeah, do you want a poncho? You want a poncho to wear? You can have one. Poncho's all yours. It's $3 for most, but considering you're bringing free cookies, I want you to take three of them. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much, Stay dry. Run back there, because I think it's supposed to pour here very soon. Bye. Very easy to distract me by bringing a whole stack of cookies. And a turkey to go, too. Yeah, Which, by the way, the breakfast turkey to go... Out of this world. I, I just ate it. Yeah, uh, it turkey, was delicious. Turkey to go uh, behind home plate at Target Field. Um, if oh, you're uh, Next time that you go to Twins. This, this was the biggest distraction I've ever faced on the air is a giant bucket of cookies in front of me. Go um, for it. <clears throat> okay, so the Minnesota Lynx this offseason will sign superstar forward Tina Charles. That is my prediction. Which means you found a list of free agents uh, yeah, after, I did. after I did. three weeks of well, looking. I also found an article about Tina Charles in the last year of her contract in New York. Yeah. And I know that she wants to have uh, that franchise on her back and things like that that's in the article. But the Minnesota Lynx have a ton of money to spend. Yep. And they do not mess around. When they, you have Maya Moore and Sylvia Fowles, you do not mess around with, well, let's see if we can draft and let's try to rebuild. No, no, no. You go for the biggest fish. And Tina Charles is a superstar, former Connecticut Husky. She's fantastic. She can do everything. I was going to say, what does she do? Oh, everything. There's nothing she doesn't do. She can hit. She's 6'4 or hits so. Threes? She hits threes. Okay. She is tremendous in the paint. I'm she sold. has a fadeaway jumper. Yep. She can take you off the dribble. I yep. mean, she is one of the top ten players in the league. So I, I think that uh, they will... Make some moves there. They're going to have a lot of cap space to deal. I mean, just Lindsey Whalen leaving alone, mm-hmm. it opens up a lot of cap, and that could be enough to draw Tina Charles here. So that's my first one. Right. My s- nope, nope, I because Murphy. Well, remember. Oh, and me, we're going and then we come back. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't know if I did three in a row. You do not. James, okay. Mur- James Go ahead, Murphy. James. Yeah, just just stomping on my predictions. Thanks, thanks, Collar. Well, f- looking at your past predictions, that might be a good idea. Actually, uh, that's rough. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I have <laughs> a lot of confidence this week. Too James. Okay, James. My my first write that down prediction: Adrian Peterson will not only make the Redskins fifty three man roster, but he will also record the most rushing attempts in Week One for Washington. Write that down. Okay, I could see that. Week one. Week week one is like, that's like, uh, that's a single. Because if he doesn't, Jay Gruden is going to hear about it. Yeah. I think, Give me the um, ball. Because I, I thought you were going to say the most rushing attempts for the season, because I have an Adrian Peterson related write that down coming right. up soon. All right, James. I've got my first write that write down. Write this down. Thank you. Uh, we, we've talked about the uh, the difference that uh, George Iloka is going to make for the Vikings defense and how this is potentially going to free them up to use three safeties and use Harrison Smith on the field in sort of a hybrid role. Harrison Smith will have at least five sacks this five season, sacks. establishing wow. a career high. He will have at wow. least he will have at least five between the blitzes and all of the on all of the stuff that they might do. Not to mention the fact he's just a great player. Harrison Smith. 
at least five sacks. I, I say season. that's a triple because you can that write that down. That is a bold prediction that a safety is going to get five sacks. You can write yep, write it over. down. You like writing things down. He's going to Canton. Okay, so my next one is twins related, and this is a little far out in the future, but we're allowed to do that, right? Yeah, it's right that down. You can do whatever you want. First round draft pick from last year, Royce Lewis, will make his major league debut next season. Yeah, I could see that. That is my write that down prediction. He right. will probably start in like high A, and he has just destroyed the minors. I think you will see him in the big leagues by the end of next season. All right, that's very fair. Write this down. All right, so boys, uh, as you can, as you know from my, you know, the the accountability session, I need to get on the board and write that down. And <laughs> and when you need a base knock, of course you go with the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers. The Gophers will win their home opener on Thursday against New Mexico State. Write Are that you down. serious? Is that really right? That down? Are you? What? I need to get on the board. That's a prediction. They're going to beat New Mexico State. Murph, Murph, you've been... Hold on you know a what? second. We need a good of the game here. You've been swinging for the fences. This, You're I'm swinging over. from your heels I, I, for I'm three weeks. The approach. I'm this this the cannot approach. be accepted. You Don't you know bunting is no longer allowed in baseball? It is. It the is analytics alive. community you hates you. Hit if you, if you make it lightning first. right there. I did see that. I don't uh, like lightning. I just you, saw about the Milwaukee no guy way. struck. No way we can accept this, James. No, you're going to have to. No way. You're going to have to. Right? That can't be accepted. People for hits all the time. No way. <laughs> you got to change it. You I gotta, mean, you can do it. How about he, this? He, he can do it. He let, can do let it. Him, let him do this, because this is such a bogus prediction. He can do it. I need something from how many yards they throw for, James, because they have the quarterback issues. I, why would I want to yeah, take do an that. L for doing that? So you are, you're, taking a, you're taking a bunt single. You're going to take a bunt single. He, can, uh, let's he see. can do it. I've done it. He can do it. Alabama will get at least three wins this year. Quit being mean to James. Quit down, everyone. Quit being mean to James. That's completely different. There's that's there's not, no way no, you can compare Alabama getting three wins to the Gophers winning against New Mexico State. The Gophers may not beat New Mexico State. I'm not saying it should be a double or anything, but it, it, it's definitely there's All right. a chance it might not happen. All right, let, let's keep going. Give me the sounder. Hold on. Give me one second. Don't be frazzled. Write Don't be frazzled down. by collar. Jeez. <laughs> James. All right. My second write that down. I'm going to I'm going to put faith in this guy because he's been hurt. He's had shoulder problems. He broke his ankle against the Eagles. Yet to play in uh, the preseason. Yet to practice. Pat Elfline will not only start September 9th against the 49ers. He will start all 16 games at center for the Vikings oh, this wow. season. Okay. He's going to come back. He's going to be fine. I think you, you talked about Riley Reef being tough. I think Elfline's pretty tough. He is. I think Pat Elfline comes back, starts September 9th, and then does not miss a game for the rest of the regular season, at least, starting all 16 games. And this is one area where our concern will be at least put to rest. Right That's ahead. my right thing. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Go on, shoot, big shooter. <laughs> oh, wow. It's getting wow. contentious. I, I, just, I just can't believe that. Oh, like, uh, let's see. It's really dark outside today. Uh, write it down. It's going to rain today. Like, that's your prediction. That's we're, aggressive. That's we're um, going to get more tweets now with people that hate you, and you're being mean to James yeah, just like stop. we did yesterday. I don't know what you... you I mean, know, I like picking it's on really people, upsetting. too. It's really, uh, I'm yeah, already I could, not there. I, could tell. I mean, I know it's raining there, but you guys have cookies and, and turkey It's to not go. just raining. There was, light, there was lightning, and I'm very nervous because I read the story about the sports guy who was doing an outdoor remote in Milwaukee last week yeah. and had transference and lightning went through his shoe. 
Okay, so I'm very, I'm very nervous right now. What is that, transference? Uh, it means you don't take a direct hit, which would kill you. Oh, right. You yeah. transfer the lightning through your body, but because it, it goes through your body, it yeah. doesn't kill you, but it went out of shoes. Are you like... Are you okay after that, or is it, are you just like stunned? Is it like being tased? You're stunned, and I think you're paralyzed briefly, and then oh. and then you have to go to the hospital. It's not a it's a big deal. Yeah, that doesn't sound. Very but I don't like the fact I've all. seen lightning out do, here. Do you think, and, should we go inside? Um, I like to ask Paul Black, our engineer, that right now. <laughs> okay, last one is also Adrian Peterson related. That Adrian Peterson will not have a single carry for the Washington Football Club. Wow. Past week oh. six. That he, that he will get injured, and he will not play a single game past week six, and this will officially, this is part two, daily double, that this, that, that will officially be the end of Adrian Peterson. Okay. Write it down. You like writing oh. things down. That's, see, James, that's how you do a prediction. That's pretty good. Yeah, that, that, takes it, that takes it from a solid double to a triple, I think. Sounds good. No, I, 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 like, the, uh, I like the confidence. <laughs> don't, com- don't compliment me, Rick. You rip him right back. Don't take this. No, I, I, Write you know, this I'm, down. I'm just going to turn the other cheek. That's okay. Collar can do all the ripping he wants. That's wow. that's no problem to me. Turning the other Good. cheek is then ex- I will extremely continue boring. to do that. You, you um, tell me. You tell me if this one works for you. Wow, I like it. Uh, See, there you go. There, that's yeah. like the passive aggressive yeah, way. Right. Like, oh, let me know if this works for you. Well, Call him an sob. Just do it. <laughs> Write that down. My third write-that-down prediction: Jet McKinnon and his large contract will be deemed worth it in week one of the NFL regular season. <laughs> that so- someone will write that it's worth it? it? No, it'll be worth it, but okay. that's not my prediction. Mm. Okay. My prediction is that he will score two touchdowns against okay. his former team. Write that down. See, that's, that's, that's much better. That's, that's a solid. much better effort. Way to go, See, James. all I'm doing, I'm like Tom Brady in practice, James, and I am just demanding better from you. That's, and a, that's okay. after you were heavily scrutinized, you stepped your game up. That's all I was looking for. I was just Adam Dunn circa 2012 for the first couple of weeks of Write That Down, just striking out, swinging for the fences. <laughs> so I just needed a couple of, a couple of singles. And maybe, Shorten the maybe swing with two strikes. And, and, and that's, uh, I, I that's think the that, I was going. I think that gopher prediction is more like a sack bunt in which we don't charge you with, with an at-that-bat, write that, or, uh, write that down at bat. I just move the runner over. It can't be but a you single. Move, it, yeah. can't, it can't even be a single. The gophers beating New... If the gophers don't beat New Mexico State on Thursday night, they should just shut her down. They should just a, end, the pro- they end the program <laughs> and turn TCF Bank Stadium over to the Eden Prairie Eagles and say this is now their home because they're better than your Division One college football there team. There was just a prediction that uh, I think it was Tiger Woods wouldn't win the Open Championship like yep. at, uh, before it even started. How is that not a bunt single? I mean, Oh, that is too. That is yeah, too. Yeah. And you know what? You're more than welcome to rip people. I mean, I'm not saying. I'm ta- I feel like I'm taking it pretty well. I'm not. I'm not getting angry. I feel like upset. you're taking I'm, it too I, well. I could just pot your yeah. mic down. I feel like you're taking it. Go to break. I'm not doing that. Am I? <laughs> no, no, I'd be no, doing no. us what? all a favor because we could go home. Well, and I think what avoid we this lightning strike. What we need from you is to give it back. No, I hear so, you. So if you're like, oh, yeah, guys, I guess so. Like, well, all right. All right. Well, that, that kind of reduces the fun of the whole guy camaraderie we got going here. No, you don't. So, you're totally I got, right. <laughs> all right, you I, got a, do you got a home run coming up here? I got my last one left. It's not a home run, but it's actually it's actually a complaint against Major League Baseball, which deserves it. The Twins will have a minimum of three games either rained out or postponed because of cold of their 15 games scheduled for next March, which is three, and April at Target Field. At least three. These idiots have put them at Target Field in downtown Minneapolis in the frozen north for 15 games. Minimum of three don't get played or have to be played. Do you know this year the last one of those White Sox games that got snowed out 
at Target Field is going to be made up as part of a late season doubleheader at Target Field. Awesome. Like at the Can't last wait. week. But I mean, think That's about great. that. No, Somebody, see that every year. They should refund the money for that. Yeah. You shouldn't have to Actually, pay for that. So I had this, my last the same week. exact experience when I went to Fenway for the first time. So you know from going there that it's usually pretty packed. Yeah. Well, they did something similar to this where there was a game that was rained out early in the season, and the only time they could make it up was a day-night doubleheader in, like, September. Uh-huh. So when we went to Fenway, we went to the day part that was the makeup game. Empty? Nobody there. We had the whole row to ourselves. Oh, you had to love it was that. Like, I'm the first person in you don't Fenway like history. Yeah, exactly. So you had to be very happy. No crowd around you. Yeah, exactly. So we nice. had, like, this whole row to ourselves just stretching out. It was, it was great. Like, I would suggest everyone go. All right, let's... <laughs> Let's, well, don't everyone, because then it'll be... Yeah, packed. I was going to say, then it's packed and you're not happy. Uh, let's, uh, James, wrap this up with a couple write-that-downs from our listener segment. How about that? Dale Ruck in Connecticut. The Vikings offense will lead the league in both sacks allowed and total sack yards this upcoming season. Dale in Connecticut is about as confident as Sam Munson might be. It's only a single at this point, Dale. <laughs> about the Vikings. And uh, let's finish it up with this from uh, our buddy Matt Dahl. That, write it uh, down. You like writing things down. That submits a write that down that says, uh, despite the hot hitting of Logan Forsythe, who's now not so hot, but he was when uh, Matt wrote this, the Twins are going to let him walk in free agency this offseason, and he will sign with a different organization, which I think is a complete given. That, yeah. that, that Matt, is a single. Single. So, uh, James, if you can submit those two to Phil, I'll get the rest of these to Mackie. We are done with Write That Down. Um, Matthew Collar, how would you describe the state of mind of one uh, former Viking defensive coordinator, Mike Tomlin? Tease this for us. <laughs> um, paranoid. Yeah, I'll go with paranoid. I think beyond might be right. We'll come back after this from the State Fair. Prepare and be ready to play. Play on a level, fair, competitive playing field. You ever wonder who might be sitting up on some of those hills and stuff? Well, I wonder about a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> some of the questions I get in here, I wonder about. <laughs> All right. So, Collar, explain that exchange between the uh, Pittsburgh media and Steelers coach, former Vikings coordinator Mike Tomlin yesterday. Okay, so the Steelers are erecting a 60-foot wall around their practice facility okay. because Mike Tomlin is concerned about drones and so forth. All that right. was his quote, is that he is concerned about drones and so forth. All and right. a drone expert on Twitter tweeted out immediately, uh, hey, Mike, drones can go higher than 60 feet. Tyler Mason, our buddy, tweeted that out, yes. I don't know if you yeah. realize that, Mike Tomlin. So whatever so forth is, I suppose, could be <laughs> looking at you. Now, one of the things about – I've never been to their practice facility, but I have been to Steelers training camp, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. It is the best training camp, hands down. There's no doubt about it. It's so cool. It's like in the middle of nowhere, and – you walk up to the facility through like a cornfield almost is like where you park in just this field. And then the players are all like down and you're sitting on these hills. So everyone who's watching is sitting on these hills all around, like in a bowl. Okay. And it just has this super cool old time sort of Friday night lights football feel to it. Interesting. 
Yeah, it's the best. And so, but he, so he's saying this is that the sixty-foot wall is being erected around their their regular season practice because of drones, because and so of forth. drones and so forth, and so forth. Which which does lead me and was Mike. The... I'm pretty concerned about so forth as well. Well, so forth is fantastic. The paranoia is great. <laughs> I, I, I I embrace it. I love it. It was either 2005 in Ticey's last year here, or 2006 in Tomlin's one year as defensive coordinator for the Vikings, Matthew, that there was the Vikings tried, I want to say in Lambeau Field, a fake field goal. They tried a, they tried a, a gimmick play, and it broke down and didn't work. And the Vikings actually became concerned that the Packers had spies mm-hmm. at Winter Park. Yeah. There was around up, if, if you recall, when, when you uh, came here, there was a tarp around the top of the fence up by where, where the business building slash, I think, Rasmussen College was. Yes, yes. There was a tarp there to block it. Well, ITT Tech is what that turned into. Okay. At this point in time when this happened, that tarp was not there. So if you actually sort of crawled on your belly to the fence and, and didn't make a scene, you could actually watch practice. And the Vikings were paranoid that the Packers had a spy who had seen this play being practiced, this gimmick play, and that's why it didn't work. So the paranoia here, it's hysterically funny and fun to talk about and incredibly real. Like the paranoia in this league of coaches and executives is if, if, you, if you think that I have conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. I don't hold a candle to football people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't now, come close. Here is where I would defend being worried about drones and so forth. Although I would say you'd probably see a drone. Like, right? Like, you'd probably look up and see it in the game. I would but, agree with that, yes. But either way, I get your, yes, I get here's your where I will justify Mike Tomlin being concerned about drones and so forth, is that he plays in the American Football Conference. Okay. And there's another franchise in the American Football Conference called the New England Patriots that have a Perfected cheater so who somehow is still allowed to coach in this league after epic levels of cheating. And his cheater quarterback, who let air out of the football to cheat, and then claimed that they called the guy the deflator. Okay, so, I'm not. I I'm not a Brady apologist, but I will say this: the amount of football, the air that's been let out of football through the years by quarterbacks and kickers and cheaters, is off the charts. I understand that. Okay, but the Patriots now, are the ones. Is good at this, the yes. Patriots are the ones who were caught with it. Yep. And not only that, but Goodell burned the tapes. When it came to the Deflate Gate or the uh, Spy Spygate. Spygate, Spygate's worse than Deflate Gate. And not only that, now here is the subtle cheating that they've been doing for a very long time, and this happened to the the Steelers not that long ago. Is oh, it's a, it's a it's a Monday night game. It's big. It's on national TV, and you know Tom was trying to send the play call into his offense. And what? All of a sudden, he starts hearing the radio broadcast or something in his headphones. Oh, it must have just been uh, lightning in the area. Just threw everything off, right? No. The Patriots, I'm certain, have been messing with people's radio signals for a very long time to send things into their quarterbacks. They have found lots of ways to cheat. So if you are the Steelers, you can be concerned about drones and so forth. So basically you are, what you're saying is Mike Tomlin's completely justified that. He is, yes. But the level of paranoia is this high. It, oh, of course. And, and I don't think they like to talk about it much because they, they, know, they know that we mock it. But they are this concerned. In fact, I've al- already joked with uh, Seifert last week that when, when all of these planes are flying o- over to land, the TCO Performance Center, right? 
that Mike McCarthy on the window. Hey, is that Cousins down there? What's that play? I got that play. Because because football people are that paranoid. So who did – now I can't remember who told us the story. Was it Kevin Seifert? Was it on the air, off the air? This happens all the time. Um, but I think he told me that our friend Mark Craig from the Star Tribune used, yep. used to cover the Browns. He did. And that they could – Oh, I told you the story. Oh, you told me. The Mangini did. story. Yes, that the reporters could see yes. practice, so they closed the blinds. And Belichick – and so so Bill Bill was new at the time, and and a young Belichick was more paranoid and uptight than, than current Bill, which is hard to believe. And so at that time – at that point in time, the practice fields – in Cleveland were near the press room. And the press people, if they wanted, could get up, go to the window, and watch practice. Yeah. Which, of course, if you think about it now, it's like there's no way that that would ever be allowed. So Belichick had the blinds closed, basically saying, I don't want people seeing my plays and blah, right. blah, blah, right. which is not surprising. So the reporters at that time, because Bill was young and impressionable and beyond paranoid, got a, a, like a cap and binoculars and propped them up through the blinds, so when Bill would look up, it would look like somebody had binoculars <laughs> yeah. watching the plays, and Bill was like, hey, get that out of here. Get that's that great. out of here. So That's great. Uh, yeah, at the um, TCO Performance Center of Performance. Planes flying over all the time. They have. They put up, yeah, there's planes flying over that could see practice. There's also, they put up sort of tarping because you could ride your bike by and see them or drive by. Yep. So one day... I left there. I did an interview with someone in the morning, and then they were just getting on the field, and so I was leaving and driving by, and I could see practice out there. Now, I'm sure if you had stopped to look that someone would have come out and yelled at you, but it was like if you were just trying to catch one thing. Yep. One trick play is all you need to see. That's all you need to see is that one trick field goal. It is. Yeah, no, it's funny, the little cat and mouse games. I mean, they have people that sweep the locker room to make sure no one left an iPad or it used to be the playbook. Playbook, yeah. There would be dummy playbooks that would get left behind on purpose. Oh, man. It's it's like the levels of this stuff oh, is it. hilarious. James Murphy, what's coming up in uh, Speaking of Stuff? Well, I've, uh, I've given in to Collar's outrageous demands. Yes. And stuff for today will contain nothing but football. Football! Football, yeah! yeah! Football! Yeah! Say no more. Take it to break. What Twin City sports fans are chanting for right now. Mackie and Judd continue with stuff you should know about. All right, James Murphy, you got stuff for us, so uh, go ahead while we uh, while we sit here protected from a torrential downpour. And my nice. friends are here, and I don't get why they're here walking around this rain, but God bless them for doing that. Bye, Brian. All right, James. Let's start off this uh, football four-pack of stuff you should know with some preseason action from last night. Yes. I was very concerned Thank to hand, you, you know, because I wasn't sure anytime <laughs> your starting quarterback goes into the locker room, you're not sure, but he came back, obviously went back in the game. So we'll continue to, to look at it and see where we are uh, as we head into next week. No, I was aware of it, but, I mean, obviously the, our medical people said he was fine and he could be out there, and we wouldn't have put him back out there if he wasn't. So, um, again, we'll check everything uh, tonight and see where he is, but I think uh, hopefully everything uh, will be okay. 
That was Hugh Jackson talking about the left-hand injury suffered by starting quarterback Terod Taylor. Taylor had to go into the locker room for x-rays, which were negative, but then he shockingly returned to the Week 3 preseason game in the second quarter. He remained in the locker room after half and did not speak to the media following the game. No, 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 no. According to Twitter, he broke his wrist and he's out for the season. That's what (laughs) happened. That's one of the worst things. There are many worse things about social media, Judd. One of the worst is when something happens, when someone gets hurt, that Twitter decides they're going to diagnose him off the TV. Of course. And... (laughs) And make conclusions about what is going on with a guy like that. Oh, Tyrod, out for the year. That's got to be a broken wrist. Like, did Tyrod. you? Why? Tyrod Taylor. I, no, I'm not saying it that way. I, I, <laughs> well, and I, he doesn't care, too. I, so. I, and I also think that Tyrod is pulling a gag. Like, oh, you I, think it's like, not real? Yeah, okay. I think he's messing with everybody. So, so we saw immediate diagnosis on Twitter of broken wrist, but it turns yeah, oh, out it's nothing? Yeah, hundreds of people. Okay. Yeah. Hundreds of people decided that it was a broken wrist and he was out for the year. But the, And then hundreds of other people, or maybe some of the same, decided it was a bad idea to bring him back out there. It was just like, okay, everyone, I know that the NFL's uh, medical people are not always perfect, that's yep. for sure, yep. but... I don't, I don't know how we can make this conclusion at all from just watching on TV. If the Browns were not on hard knocks, how much attention would we be paying to them right now? Because it seems to a me lot. like we're paying more attention be, based solely on that. It's Even if it was on hard knocks, it's a top three most interesting team in the NFL because they have the talent. They signed Michael Kendricks. They signed Tyrod Taylor. Like They have the talent to be a legit contender in the AFC. They got the most interesting college player in Baker Mayfield. And he's competing for the job. Like, there are just, they spent all this money on uh, Jarvis Landry, who's a really unique individual. So they have all this stuff going on for them. And they also have a coach who's never really proved he can do it, yep. who I think is probably fired by like week eight. I mean, I, I just, I, it feels like. I think like, he's a good coordinator for sure. Yeah, it feels like he's a great offensive mind, but he is just not the type of leader who's going to be able to get them there. Murph? So yesterday, a story surfaced on NFL.com. Only only knowledge to me because it was retweeted by Matthew Collar. The title of this article, Three Effective Lines uh, Poised for More Success in 2018. Offensive Lines. Yes. Yeah. The three offensive lines who were profiled. Well, you had the uh, New Orleans Saints. You had the Jacksonville Jaguars and your Minnesota Vikings. Here's a couple of highlights from the article. Right now, Minnesota's starting five from left to right is Reef, Compton, Elfline, Mike Remmers, and Rashad Hill. Not a bad group, especially when it's led by Elfline. Uh, gone are the days of worrying about Adrian Peterson slamming into a wall of defenders for an average of fewer than three yards per carry. In its you place, can stop right there. Don't, I, the whole thing I, made no I sense. I don't understand any It of made this. no sense. I really didn't understand. Okay, first, I don't understand their inclusion in the article. Like, if you're going to write about offensive lines who are primed for more success this year, the Minnesota Vikings are 32nd for teams you should be bringing up. Let's go left to right, Judd. We've got Riley Reef had the worst half of his career ever last season, second half. Mm -hmm. We've got the left guard is out for the season. Mm -hmm. The center is not yet back from two offseason surgeries. Mm -hmm. The right guard has never played right guard before, aside from week 17 last year. Oh, boy. 
Here that's, comes uh, the, some, some lightning. Here comes that, the rumble. Yes, yep. that's that's God responding to this article about yes. the offensive line. And <laughs> then at, at right tackle, a former undrafted player who was a backup last year and got mauled in the playoffs. Yep. That's your line that is poised for more success. I, I It is literally the most inaccurate thing I've ever seen written about the Vikings nationally. And then there's this random drive-by on Adrian Peterson. Like, what? He ran for 2,000 yards. What are you even talking about? And by about? the way, at one time, he had a really good line. Right. I thought the line what are was, you talking There was a about? time when his line was absolutely fine. Hey, James. Hold on one second, and and for listeners, this is going to mean nothing, and I apologize. Ladies and gentlemen, we have ponchos over here to my immediate right for $3. <laughs> if you're in the pouring rain, I want you to get 1,500 ESPN garb right now. Do it right around the corner. We got T-shirts. We even might have coffee mugs for all I know. I have no clue, but we have ponchos. So if you're soaking wet, I want you to step around this corner. I'm doing my best to be a carnival barker and buy a $3 poncho. If you want to negotiate with our salespeople, that's fine. That was the worst moment of 15 I was encouraged to sell to move products. Oh, that's great. Good job. Good job, James. All right, what uh, what else do you have? That NFL.com article saying they're going to be better this year, it's like, where have you been? What earth are you living on? But go ahead. Watson protected, escaping, going to run for it. You get a block on the edge, he's going to get there, first down and more, and Deshaun Watson, inside the 10, into the end zone for a touchdown! 49 yards! That, of course, was uh, Judd's guy, Deshaun Watson, who was having a phenomenal rookie season uh, before it was cut short by a knee injury last year. Football Outsiders put out a piece where it ranked the quarterbacks who are most likely to become franchise quarterbacks, but they had to be drafted between 2015 and 2017. So people we've seen, no one from this year's draft class. Uh, here's the top eight in order, starting from the most likely, and it definitely intrigued me. It goes Jared Goff, Jameis Winston, Carson Wentz, Marcus Mariota, then Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Mitch Trubisky, and Pat Mahomes rounds out the top eight. Interesting order there, with especially with Jameis Winston number two, and then Deshaun Watson down there at number five. I completely disagree with most of it, but that's... I mean, well, Jared, Jared Goff could be very good, but... Uh, I think they've got Sean Watson way too long. Well, the, the interesting thing that the Rams are going to face eventually is that they're spending all this money. They're paying all these people. Um, so, like, how are they going to afford to keep Jared Goff? Will they be a team that eventually says, you know what, we're going to make sure we keep all our star talent at other positions, and we're going to bring in somebody else hmm. eventually? Right? Like, yeah. do they have it lined up where there might be a plan to turn it over to someone else so they can keep paying the supporting cast? if they don't believe in Jared Goff, because even though he's got some signs of being a really good quarterback, there are also other things about his skill set that are just only so-so. Even though they were a great, great offense, it was playmakers everywhere, awesome offensive line last year, the whole package for him to work with. And a lot of today's quarterbacks, it's really dependent. Like, your success is just really dependent on what's going on around you. And we'll see that, I think, for Mitch Trubisky this year. To Murph's point, why would you put any faith right now in uh, Jameis Winston, too? Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, zero. I I have zero faith. I agree. If I'm Tampa, what I'm doing today is I am trading for Teddy Bridgewater, and I am making Teddy Bridgewater my franchise quarterback until... I until otherwise proven that his knee can't hold up over 16 games yep. because what I want and I think is very important to have someone who properly represents the franchise and 
Jameis Winston does not come close to doing it. And Bridgewater is the ideal person for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If he's a+. healthy, he's the yep. ideal character. Yep. He is the A-plus character. And I think he's a better quarterback than Jameis Winston. Winston, like, I know you've heard this rant a million times. Like, Winston had fantasy stats last year. But when you look at how he got his numbers, think about that Vikings game. When we saw him play, I was underwhelmed. They're up by 30 points, and then he scores a couple touchdowns and throws for yards. Well, that was most of his last season. He has never shown that he can be an exceptional quarterback and a winner, and I think uh, Bridgewater has already shown that and will continue to do so, and now I'm scared, Judd, because there's lightning. There is lightning. Murph, do you have one more? I do. Just a quick question for you guys first, though, because I'm just curious. If we if, live. If you have a – if you're Tennessee or, or, or Dallas and you, you have Marcus Mariota or Dak Prescott, and yeah. there are question marks there, are you almost just stuck with them because there, there's, a, there's a low chance that you're going to get something better than those guys? I mean, do you just – you just roll with them no matter what they do, even though Mariota had probably his worst season last year. Same thing with Dak Prescott. I think you do for a while, absolutely. I think you have to for a while. And, I, I mean, there comes a point. I just – we seem to be in an era now where decisions are made in, like, two years. Oh, you're talking, are you talking about Mariota? Yeah, on quarterbacks, and I think that's pr- premature. The thing with Winston is he's a knucklehead. Yeah, I think Mariota's a good quarterback. I, last year – But it's going to take time. He, last year he had one of the worst coaches in the NFL. Think about you win a playoff game and get fired. Yep. That's how bad a head coach Mike Malarkey was, and that's yep. the second time in his career he's been a really bad head coach. Uh, so I was not stunned at all to see that result. Um, but Mariota, I think, is extremely talented and is a franchise quarterback, at least for the time being. It's really interesting yep. how many, like the percentage of the league, where you're sure that quarterback will probably be there at least through next year, that you are almost 100% sure. I mean, there, it's like 90% of the league right now is set with their quarterback where if you offered them Teddy Bridgewater, they probably wouldn't want him. Mm-hmm. That, that How often does that ever happen where so many teams are set with their quarterback? The investment's so high now. Yeah, that's, it's become, that's part it's of become it. It's become so high. But I think the decisions, the problem is teams are trying to make decisions after a year or two now. And yeah. and that's and that, for the most part, like in, in the case of, of Winston being a knucklehead or Ponder not being good, it can be done. But if you're the Bears, I don't think you can make a Trubisky decision after 2018. I think you're going to know how it's trending, but yeah. I don't know that yep. you can just draw the line and say he's got, he's going to be a bust if he's not successful. So. It's, it's the quarterback conversation is just really fascinating. This is. this is actually getting a little legit scary right now. It is pouring I mean, here, the, uh, James. James, let's do this. Let's take a break. Uh, we're going to regroup here. We might need to move inside because it might start raining sideways here shortly. And by the way, Poncho's available right around the corner here. Uh, Mackie and Judd today, Zolgad and Collar, and hopefully we live through this storm. Registration is underway for the 37th edition of the Medtronic Twin Cities Marathon running from downtown Minneapolis to the state capitol grounds in St. Paul on Sunday, October 7th. Accomplish a bold feat while savoring the scenic beauty as two cities cheer you on. Run the most revered event in Minnesota running the Medtronic Twin Cities Marathon. Details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. You guys melting out there yet? Uh, we're not melting, James, but uh, the collar, the road in front of us has turned into a lake. Oh, yeah. Fast-moving flooding. And people are, the thing that is incredible is people are still walking around with umbrellas here. Now, it looks like up in the grandstand they've taken shelter, which is obviously a smart move. But uh, we've seen folks who don't appear to be really phased by this one bit. No. They're just still no. walking around, like, and it is pouring out here. Um. Can I tell you about something that I have I've, I've found my favorite sports reporting outlet in the world? 
Can I tell you about it? Of course. Did you have something else here? No, no, no. Okay. Go ahead. TMZ Sports. (laughs) Now, we know TMZ Sports from the Ray Rice video. Yep. uh, From other such investigations that they've done. And when TMZ first came out, if they were reporting something, you had to wait. They're like, okay, let's see if it's real. I mean, they're just rumors. But now, right. if they come out with something, you're like, okay, I mean, that's real. We have to report it. Yep. Uh, recently, they found that Kendall Wright um, owed some sort of company $400,000 that it was like where fans could invest in a player, and when they got their big contract, the player has to pay them, and he wasn't paying for his contract last year. So, like, goofy stories that maybe pertain to your team. So I follow them. Okay. But there's also this other side element of it, it becomes like a Mad Lib where they find random people to ask about different sporting things that you are not interested in their opinion about it at all. Mm-hmm. And yesterday they peaked with they grabbed Howie Mandel walking into work. <laughs> you, tweet, you tweeted this or retweeted it out. And the person just with the iPhone yep. in Howie Mandel's face runs up to him and says, all right, Howie Mandel. Who is the real king of L.A.? Is it Magic Johnson or LeBron James? Yep. And Howie Mandel answers the question and says, uh, well, you know, I think, it's, I think it's LeBron. I mean, we're really excited for LeBron. Mm-hmm. And so the, if you scroll through, oh, man. That, well, that was, was close. That, that was a loud one. It's getting closer. Uh, if you scroll through, there's legitimate sort of reporting, and then there's someone grabbing Roger Federer and saying, could you beat Serena Williams one-on-one? Mm-hmm. There's someone grabbing Andre Drummond in public and asking him who the best pickup hooper alive is. And Andre Drummond says, well, I guess it's Kevin Durant. And my all-time favorite for this, the Vikings were 5-0, and and they went into the bye week yep. in 2016. Yep. And TMZ found Anthony Barr at the airport in L.A. and asked him if Prince was watching over the Vikings this year. And Anthony said, yeah, yeah, I think he is. So, <laughs> who who do they even think to assign that question to? Like, who do oh. they tell? Hey, hey, freelancer, go out to LAX. Yeah. Yeah. If you happen to see Anthony Barr or or a Viking player, ask him this question: Is Prince watching over your team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he answered the question totally legit. Like, yeah, man, I think Prince is uh, watching over. Well, then what happened? Well, then what happened after that? Because they only won three of their next oh, right, games. Right, yeah, so it wasn't Prince. So Prince uh, Prince said, you know, I'm pretty much done That's with right. football season. Um, Clinton Portis, someone grabbed Clinton Portis, and he said that he put number 26 on the map. Okay. And did, I, did anyone say back to so it? So many of Did these. anyone inform Clinton Portis that wasn't really the case at all, that he didn't um, put 26 on the map? Daryl Strawberry shades Pedro Martinez for ripping Yankees. Okay. Yep. Good to see. But that's uh, what they Darryl. do. Good to but, see Daryl still alive. But TMZ does that at, at LAX and throughout LA when they get celebrities. They do the same exact thing. Oh yeah. And, and I think what it is too is I think it's freelancers who wait in these places with their cameras and then they do their own thing and ask their questions and attempt to sell it to TMZ. Right. But so they're just like guys around or gals and guys around town, right? Who are like the paparazzi. This yes. is their job. Yes. And so if they're a sports person, I guess they know the majority of sports people. And if they're an entertainment person, they certainly know that in industry. So it is. But I love Howie Mandel being asked, who's the king of I Los know. Angeles? That, as, if, as if he's going to say, absolutely, LeBron James. To me, that was the best one that I've ever seen. Is like, okay, it's Howie Mandel, and right. I've got him. What am I going to ask him? Hey, Howie. Lakers question. What's coming up on your, like, big show, right? right. Or, like. 
And instead, it's who's the king of L.A., Magic or LeBron? And that's exactly what I needed. All right, uh, <laughs> let's take a break. Uh, Chris Singleton, our weekly conversation with the analyst from Sunday Night Baseball, ESPN Radio at 1130, and Derek Falvey, CBO of the Twins, scheduled to join in the noon. Chris Long as well after 11 o'clock. Mackie and Judd is uh, Zolgad and Collar today from a rainy state fair.